mind. Here we go. Yeah, here we are once again with another amazing, outstanding, fantastic episode of Don't Trust the Punch. Speak to the people, G Rock. We see how you feel, man. This is how you giving it up today. Hey, man, I'm prepping. I'm prepping for Paris Fashion Week, man. I'm already. I'm already in Europe right now, baby. I'm already in Europe. I'm sipping rosé. I'm sipping uh water with the gas for the for the listeners that aren't familiar with water with the gas. It, it just simply means sparkling water. So when you go to Europe, they're gonna ask you, do you want still water? are sparkling and depending on what pocket of europe you're in they're going to ask you do you want steel or water with gas so just a little education here on uh don't trust the punch because we coach around here baby you feel me it's okay so i'm in i'm in uh pfw you know what i'm saying which is paris fashion week i'm already there uh june 21st to june 26th i'm still trying to lock down some last minute deals to be out there to be paid to be out there because you know uh why be out there just for clout when i can actually get like real coins you feel me Mm-hmm. um shout out to my time living in switzerland because it definitely gave me an opportunity to just get a feel for how they move out there and the opportunities that i see that's that's out there too outside of just like posting instagram photos and getting likes like come on y'all know y'all know where i'm at in life right now i can't fly from texas to paris just because so yeah i'm gonna keep y'all posted on that but yes i'm already i'm already there i'm mentally there as you guys can see listeners you need to watch <laughs> the video you need to watch the video okay G-Rock is also prepping for Pride Month, which is, uh, <laughs> which is currently happening. So. Stop that, Senator. You stop that, you bad boy. So sassy, stop Sister. That. You are sassy. Stop that. Can My we little do that? chocolate Teddy Graham. We sorry if we offend people. This, we, I don't know if we can make these jokes on, during yeah, Pride I, Month. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, I, I know there's They're jokes, folks. They're say. jokes. They're jokes. We love people. We're just having fun. Y'all know us by now, man. We won't take ourselves too seriously, man. How y'all feeling? How y'all living? Josh, man. Beard, I've been meaning to tell you that, period, but I tell you on air, man, beard looking healthy, my boy. Thank Berries you. and juices and shea butter around here. How you feeling? Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely the shea butter for sure. Um, I'm good, man. Um, today is the 14 year anniversary of corporate in Cincinnati. So, so today, what's, what's today? June, yeah, June 12th. June 12th. Yeah. yeah. So, feeling good. Um, Glad to be a part of that, but you know, pretty much since the beginning. So, just feeling good this weekend. You've been man. slacking on your photos too, by the way, man. Um, you supposed to be sending me them in hand photos like weekly, bi weekly, so that I could send that traffic to corporate, so we can get them shoes up out of there. Yeah, I got to get back on that. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm just trying to help y'all, man. I was telling Matt, like, shit, why not? Like, we got the platform. I have tunnel vision, like hell. And so much stuff going on that sometimes you are just kind of thinking about your yourself and your own success. But I mean, I'm sending traffic to Nike and Adidas and everybody else under the boom boom. I can send them to corporate, you know what I'm saying? On the love. I don't need nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just I just wanted more photos because I was trying to create an, a calendar, Josh. So I just, you know, thought I might need more for the pinups. What you talking about? <laughs> the cachet, the cachet of photos that Josh sent us the last time around. Oh, for my modeling picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, exactly. oh okay. That one definitely went over my head. Yeah, Josh, you try to keep up, You should definitely add them joints to um, you know, some type of like portfolio or whatever. Because you see now, you know, not to get off topic, because you know, Senator is going to guide us and navigate us through this uh this episode here, but you know, a lot of people see like just being a creator, a digital creator online, like there's opportunities for people who never consider themselves as influencers to actually, mm-hmm. you know, get a bag if that's what you want to call it. Like somebody could literally legitimately see you 
and you fit like some type of like description or look for whatever their products are yeah. and you look up and you're like damn i was literally just showing love to the homie and just getting in front of the camera or whatever and now you got like a paid campaign with you know plane because it was it planes yeah yeah you got a you got a paid promotion with them for real for real for like couple racks and you was like shit i just but that's the power of just putting yourself out there yeah so i, need I mean i wouldn't gas you bro them photos look really good you know what i'm saying you look good in them um clothes look good on you the photography the content was good so i mean if that's uh, i don't think nobody's like not open to another stream of revenue but uh yeah bro i think you could definitely do something with that because that was that was good thank you yeah i need to get on that for sure i mean like i said you I think at one point the influencer situation kind of just seemed a little bit like untouchable, but now it's literally just creating. It's just being yourself. It's not trying to be what people think you were supposed to be. It's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm Josh from Cincinnati. You know what I'm saying? All of the things that you are and you just like being, you just being your authentic self. And that's where I see like a lot of power in whatever, even if you don't even call yourself an influencer, it still just gets classified under that category and brands are rocking with it. You know, you might not have a massive following, but they got these different levels of like micro influencer and, you know, you might not get the $50,000 check, but hell, they send you a $5,000 check, like still a check mm -hmm. for you doing stuff that we pretty much all doing on social media anyway. Yeah. But anyways, anybody that needs side consulting, you know, you just hit me up at MrOnlineRevenue.com. Uh, Senator, back to you. Before we go, though, Senator, how are you doing, my chocolate drop? Man, I'm feeling relieved. I'm good. The school year just ended and finished up grades a little bit early. So I'm, I'm ready, man. I'm ready to just embrace all that summer has for me, man. Like I said, my mom will be here uh, the first week of July, and then I'll be in Chicago like at the end of July for like four or five days, never been to Chicago, going to be seeing some friends there. It's going to be, it's going to be a really good summer. I'm take advantage of the great, you know, Northwest, the great outdoors, try to do a little camping here and there, uh, try to make it to the big mountain, man, to Mount Rainier. It's going to be good. What's speaking of summer plans, what are your summer plans? And also what's the best summer you've ever had, or at least that you wow. can remember, what's the best summer you've ever had? Wow. Um, well, as I already said, I'm looking to go to Paris in like the next week or two for Paris Fashion Week, yeah. also DC. And yeah, I think those are my immediate summer plans for sure. Um, and then the best summer, bro, you talk about putting somebody on the spot. Jeez, probably like a freaking like a horny teenager year or something like that. Or just like one of those summers where you like sucking a lot of titties and just like, you know, like that type of shit. <laughs> hey, I'm just being honest. Like you, you asked, like, it's, that's probably one of those, the best summers that I could think of. It's just like, Oh, my mom's not here. You slide through. Yeah. And like, yeah. You see them and they pop out and you're like, wow. Wow. <laughs> them shit's all right. Yeah. Um, so it's probably, probably you know, um, being honest with the guest. So I would say my best summer, probably summer of 08. I know I went to Florida for the first time and went to the beach and stuff like that, uh, traveling with my AAU team. Um, so that's just off the top of my head. I'm going to say that one. Um, and then my plans this summer, I am going to the Gulf Coast with um, with Jace. Um, so this will be his first time at the beach. Um, okay. So I'm excited about that. Um, and then just, oh, I bought Kendrick tickets. 
Oh, yes, 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 yes. So that, and then pretty much that's it. Um, chilling, spending time with, with the kid, all of that good stuff for the summer. Where are y'all going? Active. No, 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 Alabama. Okay, okay. I just, when you said the golf, I didn't, you know, I didn't know exactly where you was going. Okay, cool. You got family in Alabama? Nah, so my homeboy just invited a bunch of his friends, like, so we're all just going. Uh, he has a son that's him and uh, Jace play around. So you're gonna be in Mobile. Um, I'm not exactly what sure what part. Um, it's like on a resort, like on the beach. Oh, you might be in Mobile. Mobile, you know, is where Mardi Gras started. That's the OG Mardi Gras spot. Is Mobile uh, okay. really Mardi Gras mm-hmm. started in Alabama? In Mobile, yep. Senator, ladies and gentlemen, in case y'all don't know, if you know Senator in real life, you already know that he's a historian. But like, dude, come on, bro. I thought that was a, a Louisiana thing. Mobile, it's the first one. So yeah, man, have fun there. I actually want to go to Mobile. I've heard that it's actually really fun if you like seafood, which I'm not big on seafood, but I do like fish. Um, That's exactly what I'm excited for, excited for because I love seafood yep. and I want that fresh, that fresh crab. I don't want that frozen. He want that straight drop. He don't want that stepped on. <laughs> Definitely. <That's it>. Okay. <laughs> Uh, best summer I can think of, uh, two of them. So a couple of years ago, I traveled to, um, did like a road trip. I flew into Sacramento and then hung out with my girlfriend's family, like in North, the Northern California area, went to Silver Lake and, and all of that. And then drove all the way from Sacramento down. I think that's 40 when you cross over 40. And then we went, uh, into Vegas, spent the night in Vegas Uh, maybe a couple of nights in Vegas, and then went from Vegas to Flagstaff, Arizona. We were going to try to hit up the Grand Canyon. That didn't work. We were kind of in crunch to do that and make our flight, but then flew from there, came and saw G-Rock and Samir, uh, excuse me, and the wife in Texas, um, and then went from, then drove from there to Oklahoma. Just just had like a great summer road trip. And then a few years back, uh, while I was still living in Mexico, I taught at Fordham University, taught like a bunch of international kids there and spent like nine days in New York. And that was my first time in New York. And that was that was amazing. So, yeah, yeah. Had some really some good summers, a couple of summers. That's that's the fun thing about teaching is like I think everybody, when they think about summer, you think about it like G-Rock was saying, like when you was a teenager, because you lived for summer because you had those really busy years, like them 10 months of the year was consumed with like parents telling you what to do and you had to wake up early and school and homework and sports and all the other activities but you just had this two months of just great weather and total freedom right and so as a teacher you get to kind of relive that except well you got a great homework but you don't necessarily have the same pressures you did as a kid but you still get this two months of downtime a paid vacation for many teachers so yes that's been a huge blessing I think for me in my career is just still being able to relive you know, those, the, the great, the ultimate summer vacation and try to think about how to plan that and do that, do that now as an adult. I still feel that rhythm. So, Senator, yeah, I got a quick question before we, yeah, uh, go ahead, bro. Go. I don't want to put all your business out there. So I'm going to ask because it made me think about it in a previous episode when we were talking about something and then we got done. I was like, well, damn, Senator, actually, actually, yeah, I'm not going to say too much. I'm going to let you okay. just kind of feel it out. So let me know um, <clears throat> just keywords, Marta. Marta train, maybe like southbound College Park. Was that a summer? Was that during the summer? I don't even remember. Um, 
Well, you know, if so not, it, then don't 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 even worry about it. I just I don't remember I, I about if you. it was or not. But just remember also that I wasn't going to school. You know what I'm saying? Like I was I was a high school dropout. So, I, you know, even at that time, going to open campus, I ain't no telling. Mm-hmm. It was an infinite summer <laughs> for okay. most of my high school experience. It was just you do what you want to do and just roaming the streets randomly. So um, okay. I don't know. That's a good question, yeah. though. But I know what you're talking about. You know, yeah, I know you I know, I know, you know what I'm talking about. I know because again, about. like when we were talking about and we was like, oh, that never happens. And it was like, and it I got, we got off the thing and I thought about later on that night. I was like, actually, it happens. Bro. <laughs> it happens. It does happen. It's I'm rare, outside, but it happens. I'm outside the inside. Yeah, yeah. Joke, I mean, I, I, I don't want if he don't want to talk about it on air, we'll talk about it off air. But you won't be left out, bro. Yeah, maybe we'll fill you in. We'll do a story time with Senator as well, some some episode in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Lil Wayne song or verse? Mm. Got a little bit of trivia to hit you guys with tonight. Favorite little song, favorite little Wayne song or verse? Before y'all answer, I just want to let you know, Senator, this question is just as disrespectful as Josh sending us a question in the yeah. middle of the workday asking us the top three Kendrick songs go. That shit was mad, like disruptive <laughs> to my whole disruptive, bro. Like it was one of them joints. Like I should respond to this more like 10 hours later. Right, bro. right. Like, he gonna ask in the in the thick of the day. Right. And then now getting on you, Senator. <clears throat> Lil Wayne got 50 million verses and songs, and you're talking about the best one. Y'all some disrespectful more lovers. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm a I'm a I got a Wayne verse that I'm gonna say, and it's probably not gonna be the popular answer. Um, and I think it's from Get Out the Way uh, off the Guerrilla Warfare, the Hot Boys joint. Okay, where he's like, uh, I'm running with your life in my hand. Oops, I'm running with your life in my hand. Oops, I fumbled. That verse, that verse always like kind of stood out and been hard to me. Mm, took us back, man. Took us back. My verse is probably a cheat code, but I mean, it is what it is. Technically, it's just a verse. It's one long ass verse, and it's the uh, the mob off Carter yeah. too. Yeah, mm, like yeah. he just like bro. He does. I remember the first time he I heard. Like I don't typically remember a whole lot of like. Oh, I remember where I was when this happened, but I remember where I was when I listened to Carter too. I was at Vibes Hair Salon off Cleveland Avenue. Mm. Shout out Tonyo. Shout out Cleveland Avenue. Callaway, all that good stuff. R.I.P. Um. But I was in the get in the break room. Tonyo had bought the CD. He's like, bro, you heard that new Wayne? I was like, nah. It got some little some Burger King right there in that little plaza center with a Kroger and all that is. And bro, I press play. That's the first song. No hook, just barring up the thing. For like five minutes. For five minutes. Yeah, that's a bro, five minute just, song. Just yeah. That's and he has a bunch of verses I like, but when you when you, you know what I'm saying prep that mug, I was just like, it made me think. I was like. Yeah, it's mm. a lot of Wayne verses, but yeah, Dang, at the mall. you made me want to change my answer. <laughs> and Wayne just got so many like he's got to. Can we, we need to do a, a comparison, but it's got to be between him and Gucci Mane. Have to have the biggest discography of any rapper there is. I mean, I was just looking at Wikipedia today. Little Wayne has six. Al- no, no, no. Excuse me, fourteen albums, thirteen albums, three compilations. Maybe more like six compilations and 29 mixtapes. 
I saw something floating around recently. I don't let me know if y'all saw it where I guess Lil Wayne was at a kickback party or something, and apparently he had to look up some lyrics for something he was getting ready to perform. Did y'all see that? No, nah, but I would. I, I mean, one, he's not always in his right mind, right? But then also, I mean, he's just got so much. He's got so much music. I'm sure he can't. And a lot of that that season that oh that oh six to like oh nine, maybe even going back a little bit, maybe oh five to oh nine, like that. A lot of that stuff he said he wasn't writing it down, bro. Yeah, it was just why... copious cups of lean and him never leaving the studio. Mm-hmm. But that's why they they make their set list ahead of time because they they, they got to memorize those lyrics. That's they right. got to go back and relearn them right. and all of that. So that's right, Senator. What about you? Oh man, I so I I, I woke up today. Um, you know I ride for my motherfucking niggas. Most likely I'ma die with my fingers on the trigger. Don't worry about mine. I'ma grind till I get it. The skies, man. I I had uh, I knew somebody. I I I figured someone was gonna say that one. I love, I love, I listened to that song three times today. Three really? times. I, I love that song. So the there's not a week that on. goes by without you listening to that song. No, I wouldn't say that. But I think, so my, one of my favorite Lil Wayne lines and probably just maybe one of my favorite rap lines. And it's not even like that great of a line. I just thought it was clever. And when I was five, my favorite movie was The Gremlins. Ain't got shit to do with this, but I just thought that I should mention. Yeah. I love, I just, I just think that's just really like witty. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, yeah, he that beat, he slid on it. He also that that TIB, I like my beat down low. And the top of it back. Leave me riding with a hoe. Bruh. I was gonna ask you that that was that was a good segue. I was gonna ask just off the top of y'all's heads, like what's some of y'all's favorite lines it doesn't have to be of course not a whole verse but just some of y'all favorite lines of Wayne that you kind of just maybe like find yourself just saying that you you find yourself saying it out loud to this day and it's just something you've kind of done since you've heard that line mm, for me I'll uh, say because I know you just said one always like the before when he was just like young hot boy before he like I guess was grown or whatever um you know I don't curse but I'll wet up your shirt that was yeah, one of my of favorite course, joints because he wasn't cussing at first. I like um, who knows 1200 for two O's. Me and Matt, <laughs> me and Matt, me and Matt love that one. That's from Squad Up. I like um, and you probably can't come see me for some crack before six, and after that, it's all bricks. I like that. I like um, and I had one more. I had one more. Um, that, he got so many lines on that he soldier. Does. That soldier with Destiny's Child. Oh, I don't know if I body marked up like the subway in Harlem. Call him Weezy F Baby, please. Baby, that that's where I think that Weezy F Baby thing came from. Okay, like, he's like, he, I blend in with the hood. I'm camouflaged. I'm like, bro, it's a lot of it's a lot of Wayne it's a lot of little Wayne stuff out there. Really witty. It's just just witty. Yeah. It's just witty one. And once you find yourself, like I said, just like just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one I said about the running with your life in my hand. Oops, I fumbled. Um, the shot ugly like Cartwright. Uh, shot mm-hmm. ugly, but my arch right, something like that. I forget on, how it goes exactly. Right um, them the two I got off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, it's so, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, a, it's a lot. Already, you had already said um one. If you if you had a few more you wanted to share, I know I we don't spend a whole lot of time. No, on no, no, no. We can move on. I'm trying to think. There is another one though that I that I had off the top of my head. Oh, what is it? Um. Oh, just one thing that it's not even it's it's that same verse from um from uh 
from Rod with my niggas. It's uh for my niggas. It's um see my world is different, like Dwayne Wayne. And if you want trouble, bitch, I want the same thing. I just <laughs> I don't know. It's and the other thing about Lil Wayne, he has to have top three best voices. He got to like him. I, I think about him, DMX, clearly. Um, who else has a great rap voice? Um, Tupac, Jeezy has, yeah, but nope. hit or miss, hit or miss. Cause okay. Jeezy's voice is cool because no one sounds like Jeezy, but Jeezy's voice is not dynamic. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like he does a lot or enough with his voice, but then again, that's part of also the Jeezy aesthetic, right? Okay. Um, Ghostface Killer has a great he voice. Tupac. Tupac, oh yeah, Tupac has what a great voice. What about Kanye? Voice. Kanye does have, Kanye can be really dynamic. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, Jada, Jada Kiss. Yes, Jada, I, yep, I thought about Jada yeah. Kiss earlier today. <laughs> yeah, Jada Kiss is amazing. Yeah, Jada for sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Just, think now. Yeah. But Lil Wayne's voice is just, it's just, there's nobody, you can't, you can barely even imitate it. Like, it's just, it's great. It's great. That was a good question, though. That's, that's a, that's a, yeah, really good way to start the show for sure. That's, I like that. I have another trivia question, but I'll save it for the end. Uh, it might even work for fish. No, nah, we want all fun. the smoke, my boy. <laughs> yeah, let it oh, out. We want all the smoke. Let it out. Fish, all right. Fish bowl of fun is for the end. It is for the end. All right, here we go. Uh, how do you feel about men not wearing underwear? What are our feelings about this? <laughs> I kiss, look, look, listen, here's, here's my opinion. I feel like I'm not gotta, wearing any underwear right now. <laughs> In fact, I don't even have any pants on. <laughs> Man, I ain't trying to be no savage. plumber out here, man. <laughs> so I, I'm always stocked and loaded with the underwear, man. Just make sure it's comfortable. Get some um, what's the uh the popular underwear that everybody? Ethica. Get the Ethicas. Are they comfortable, bro? Yeah, they are. They do they are. have a front? Do they have a flap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, because they're very cause, comfortable. Because there are some okay. of those that are like those nice kind of almost like the compression short material, but they're not compression shorts, you know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. they're comfortable and I like them more than like cotton draws, but like I have a few pairs, they're kind of like more like for working out and stuff like that, but they don't have a flop. And so when I go to like the, I like I'm always kind of like sketch them like when I go to a public restroom, I'm like, do I have those underwear on? Cause if so, I need to go to like a stall so I can pull my pants down like an eight year old so I can be, you know uh -huh, what I'm All the way down to the ankle. Uh, exactly, you know what I'm saying? I can't just stand at the urinal like a regular grown man. Mm -hmm. So yes, I like those types, but it's gotta have, it's gotta have a flap. I Josh, what's the ticket? I'm, I'm sorry, Cindy, go ahead. No, I just gonna say like what, what defines whether or not it's acceptable for a man to not wear underwear? Like what sort of garments can you get away with not wearing underwear with? And why is it that women cannot wear underwear and men can't? I don't know. I think <clears throat> one, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just everything in life for the most part is like a personal preference. Um, you know, let's, let's just, let's go there. Let's go there. Full transparency. Um, I was wearing tidy whities for like a, a while and, <laughs> I remember being no, at my home. No, you can't slide on that, bro. How no, let me. I'm gonna tell y'all a story. I'm telling y'all okay, okay, story. I'm putting, I'm putting, this story is, time with yeah, yeah. So I was I was wearing tidy whities probably up until like 
maybe like eighth grade or something like that or that eighth uh, grade some of that that summer getting ready to go to ninth I grade this negro was about to say and up I, until like two years ago <laughs> no, <laughs> up until last week <laughs> up until last week <laughs> but no this is this is a pretty funny story or whatever so um i was i was spending the night over one of my homeboys house uh shout out fleetwood hmm. and you know you're just young and dumb and you do stupid little stuff. And I had like slept in his room and I was like on the floor and he just like yanked the covers off me. Right. And I had these tidy whities on and they just, he started like telling the whole hood and he was just rosy. Really made me feel bad. I was like, damn, y'all niggas not wearing tidy whities. <laughs> no, 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 we, we wear boxes. We graduate the boxes. So that's when I transitioned into like wearing boxes. Um, but it was, that was a very funny story because they definitely roasted me for, for quite some time on that. And uh, I remember when I wore boxes for the first time, we were at South Lake Mall. And I was, and, uh, you know, I'm just a silly ass dude. And I was just like, I stopped in the middle of the mall, just random and loud as y'all know me to be. And just like, I feel so free. And I'm just kind of like, just like moving and stuff like that. And Antonio was like, man, you a goddamn fool. Antonio will still bring that mug up and probably tell the story better than me. Um, but that's a funny story about, you know, talking about underwear. But I just still feel like it's just, um, you know, a preference. Because even what Josh was saying, like right nowadays, present, present day, I'm very, very uh, particular about the type of underwear. Like I had a bunch of Ralph Lauren and Calvin Klein, but some of that stuff is just like hot and uncomfortable. And I like the material of Stance, which I think probably uses the same material. What's the brand that you said, Josh? Ethica. Ethica. So probably, yeah. Probably it's very breathable, brand. like very yep. lightweight or whatever. I, I like that. I don't like to have to be fidgeting with stuff right. that's like, right. it feels itchy and just like riding up on you or whatever. Yes. So. Uh, I think it's a, per, a, a preference, a, a personal preference thing. I very rarely do that unless I'm doing like workout where I have like running shorts on or something like that. And a lot of times they have like a compression short built inside of the short. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe if I have like a compression short on or whatever, I'm doing like hot yoga or something like those are the times where I'm not wearing like underwear. Um, but my dad, my father, ever since I've known him, he never, he's never worn underwear. He's just not like, that's one of those gifts you get your dad, like uh, socks, underwear, cologne, whatever. Like you just know you can't get my dad underwear because he doesn't wear underwear. In fact, he's such a weirdo. He does not wear underwear with fucking jeans. That's how weird he is. <laughs> that's, that's how weird he is. And then also that's my dad too. So if anybody out there thinks that I'm weird, I was, you know, I was fathered by someone that doesn't wear underwear with jeans. So there you have it. That's like the biggest fear. Like, I just can't see, I can't fathom how a man can wear no underwear, cannot wear underwear and wear jeans, bro. Like, that's just, you're going to chafe. That's going to be so uncomfortable. You couldn't sit down. You're just... Bro, Pews you just gonna get caught up in the watch yeah. cage. Oh my god! Yeah, like I ain't rocking too with that. Ner- I'm and too even if you one of them dudes stripper. that just you know keep it shaved and clean, and you go get waxed, that just I, that doesn't feel like it would be comfortable. And then like the way that my body sweats and stuff like that with that right. type of material, right, right, like skin up against denim, like that's just a that's just a sweaty mess waiting to happen. I just feel like also like there's something about wearing underwear that helps with ball sweat, like ball smell. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I feel like if you had to deal with that, like for instance, not, not wearing underwear and you're wearing jeans or not wearing underwear and you're wearing like workout um, shorts or even like sweatpants, bro, you are gonna be, you are gonna smell like a bag of Wendy's, bro. Like that's just, <laughs> that's not the move at all. What do you, how do you feel about women not wearing underwear? What does that, what does that say about a woman who doesn't wear underwear? 
Shit, that she comfortable not wearing underwear. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, um, I don't look at it like the the dresses and like you know, I, yeah, I ain't got no problem with that at all. Like I, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, women, it's okay, man. We just got a different set of uh, tools that I feel like with men is unacceptable. Um, the only time I'm not wearing underwear is if I got on some swimming trunks. That's yeah, damn near the only time. Yeah. Um, and then what's funny about G Rock's story is right now I'm probably roasting you if you wearing boxers these days. Like, who? What grown man is still wearing boxers, man? It's all about the brief boxer briefs. Boxer briefs, yeah. absolutely. Boxer briefs, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you right about that. Mm-hmm. If you okay, so then with the swimming trunks, do you cut the netting out? I have to cut the netting out. I used to back in the day, but now like. I'm probably I probably need to get some swimming trunks for the trip to Alabama. Um, so I'll probably leave the netting in them. Okay. Yeah, I have to cut the netting out. That's just uh, that feels weird to me. Um, okay, we're well, moving right along. Um, I'm glad y'all could. I hope that was good for the audience because these these are just straight up moments, guys, <laughs> of just you know being of honesty. As we move in and we think about this year and like just excuse me, not this year, this week. There's been some new music, some new events going on within the culture. Um, SZA has released the five-year anniversary deluxe of the Control album. Um, she added, how many do y'all know is the six Seven. new songs? Seven new Seven. songs to Control, which some would argue is her best album, certainly is her big major debut uh, album. Mm-hmm. Although and you could argue that uh, Z is also a debut album. And I think even before that, she had another one called Alt, I think. Um, mm. So it was like Alt Control Z sort of thing. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah, but the other question is, where's the new album? Where's just Man, where's the new, new album? Completely new music. Has anyone listened to the new deluxe? What are your thoughts about releasing? So these songs that are on the deluxe are songs that were previously unreleased from the Control era. And she definitely, I mean, she had a wave, she had a moment, she had a movement when that Control album came out. That was like, what, 2016, 17, something like that? Yeah. Um, when Control came out? Yeah. 2017. 2017, right, because her and Kendrick dropped around the same time. So, and that was like a whole, a, a huge splash for her and that that kind of movement. What, it, I mean, what's up with that, mu- with that music? How does it sound? And what's up with new projects? So I listen, I know at least one of those songs for, uh, that got added to the deluxe was on SoundCloud, the 2 a.m. joint. Okay. And I really, really loved that song. Like it's, I got it on a playlist on uh, SoundCloud. Um, so I'm glad that that's on streaming. I haven't really revisited. And what's funny about the Control album is like, I was on Scissor pretty early. Like I know me and G-Rock always love um, what's the song that we love that they put Kendrick on and we had Babylon. Babylon, 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 Babylon. Yeah, yeah, Babylon. We love that song, the, the video without Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was on Scissor pretty early, and when Control came out, I was like, oh shoot, I really like this album. But the way I think the way that women kind of like adopted that album kind of like made me take a step back from it. So I haven't really listened to it in a while. You know what? I might listen to that when we get off of here because I said I was going to listen to an album tonight. But um, it's, it's, so I still, it's really, a really good album. I would just say I it's know. A, I, I believe so. I think it's a, I would say it's a classic, even though I, yeah. I haven't really revisited it. Within that genre, but, it is. Yeah. So um, but I, I, I'm a really big Scissor fan. Um, 
the the deluxe is cool, but come on, man. Come on. It's been five years, just like Kendrick. It's been over five years for the album. Put it out. You SZA has put out lead singles, videos, and I guess they just felt like that she didn't have the album all the way right. But it's time, man. It's time. It's been time. Get off the pot. Shit or get off the pot. That's what it's about, man. That's facts. I have not listened to the deluxe yet. I listened to one song under the under the new uh new music section on title and I mean Spotify and um it's called Tread Carefully. It was cool, it was a cool track or whatever, but I'm like, Josh, I'm like, I even told y'all, I'm like, bro, I get it. Celebrate an anniversary. I'm big on celebrating anniversaries and stuff like that, of you know, business, personal, whatever the case may be. But drop the five-year anniversary merch. You know, you could have just threw those songs out as like Lucy's or just called it like a care package or something like that. But bro, what, like like Josh said, where's the album? Where's the freaking album at? Like it's five years. It's five years, bro. Where's the album? It, I don't even have anything else to say. Like it's a legit question. Where's the album? Do you think that this is kind of like the new TDE rollout, though, that maybe they felt like they need to revive Buzz, which here's the thing. So they dropped the ball. Maybe COVID splashed their plans, right? Because I'm they sure had, it did. Right. What was the name of that song? It was um, she had two that came out like in Hit December. Different. And Hit good different. Days. And Good Days. And both of those huge platinum singles just shot right out of there. People were ready for new sizzle music and they yep. really gravitated to those songs. And so I guess, like I said, COVID kind of messed up their rollout. Do you think the new TDE rollout is, okay, we're going to give you kind of this music that you weren't really asking for, but at least it kind of gets you thinking about it again. And then I think I missed something. And then um, we will, uh, and then we'll, we'll drop the album. So do you, in other words, do you think that this is SZA season starting to sizzle? I mean, I would hope so, but it just, it's a, it's a, it's unnecessary for me for this to be a part of the rollout i feel like if y'all wanted to do a proper rollout it should be around like the new material not giving people you know these these songs that were left on the table five years later like that's cool i think that the fans i would love for kendrick to do something like that but i don't want that leading up to like a part of your rollout i want your rollout to be all about what's getting ready to come not what didn't make the album from five years ago right mm -hmm. right Senator, I just want to say that alliteration was fire. I appreciate That's that. It. Thank you. <laughs> I do these things. Senator's the truth. Um, y'all can't tell by now. <laughs> the hell y'all been listening to? Speaking of new music, there's other rumors of new music. There's apparently a snippet of new Drake music. And people are saying that Drake is maybe going to release something for the summer, which is, is exciting. Like, I, I would be lying to say I don't still somewhat get hopeful when new Drake music is on the horizon. Uh, I, I don't expect very much from Drake except for him to really try, you know, and I feel like with CLB, he didn't really try. Um, but, uh, and it was just, it was obviously a stream farm attempt. Right. And then Beyonce has changed her social media profiles or taking those things down. She kind of does like a Kendrick Lamar thing where she just like changes it to a black background or something like this. And so there's Beyonce album rumors that are on the horizon as well. Uh, what do y'all think about that? And do you think, uh, there's any legitimacy to new music are you excited for new drake are you excited for new beyonce what is what does that mean 
bitch, this is fame, not clout. I don't even know what that's about. Watch your, Watch mouth. your mouth. First of all, that's that's why I want to start there. <laughs> I want to start there. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not heard the snippet. I think after dropping that lackluster album, CLB, like you said, that was definitely a just a streaming numbers, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like no one's impressed by Drake doing numbers at this point. I'm not going to really go down that road. But my point is, I have not heard the snippet, but I'm not surprised that he wants to feed the streets with the first like official summer where people is just like you know people was outside last summer but like everybody's back this year like it's people like COVID who like bro my my uh step pops got COVID and went to the doctor and they had a um my parents had tickets to a concert and it was at an amphitheater <laughs> and um the doctor was like yeah if you feel fine just you know keep, go and just wear a mask like we that's where we at when it come to COVID all that extra, you know, stay at home, 14 days, woody, 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 social distance. The, doc- the doctor said, go go to the concert with your COVID. <laughs> so with that being said, <laughs> your dad, your stepdad now is like ground zero. <laughs> it's just a super spreader. But-, yeah, but he didn't he didn't go. They didn't go. But it was just crazy that the doctor is giving advising like, you know, what I'm saying like that just shows you the difference between 2021, definitely summer 2020. And my point is, Drake is aware that, yo, they all outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we keep it in the book, as of right now, because we don't know what Kendrick has planned, like, if he could he could catch us slipping, too, and just surprise us. But Kendrick didn't, not that we was thinking he was anyway, but Kendrick didn't feed the streets in a way where it's going to be, like, the summer anthems at cookouts and clubs and stuff like that. Right. So it's an opportunity for somebody, whether it be a Drake or a J. Cole or a Lil Baby or whoever, to really own the clubs, the strip clubs, the hookah lounge, the barbecues, all the kickbacks and stuff like that. And for Drake to deliver a, a 10 piece project or whatever, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? A, mm-hmm, a playlist mm-hmm, or whatever he wants to call mm-hmm. it. Like it's, it's like, it's a perfect season and opportunity for that. Word. Um, I'm never excited for new Drake music. Um, mm. I'll listen and probably once and never listen again. Mm. Um, have you always been like that, Josh, or is that something that's happened recently because of maybe disappointment? Nah, I've, I've never really been a Drake fan. Um, it's pretty much how I treat all of his albums is listen once, you know, maybe listen to it, the, the songs I really, really like more than once. But as a whole project, I'm never... I don't really revisit his projects often. And even when I try to... I find myself cutting it off, like uh, Take Care. Like, cause everybody says Take Care is a classic. And when I go back and try to listen to it, I'm like- Take Care is overrated. It's not, it's it's overrated. (laughs) Um, But I will say the best Drake album um, is Nothing Was The Same. And Thank I, you. Yes, it's nothing was the same for sure, because it's short I'm, enough to where you can make it all the way through. It has mm-hmm. it has these ebbs and flows that still feel good, even when it's not what it was before. It is. It, I think it is Drake at his best. The I revisited that recently. The only song I wanted to skip was Hold On, We're Going Home. Like and I still I honestly I like that song. I've always yeah, liked that so, song. So I, I left. After I revisited that album, I left it like, oh, this is his best album, no question. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Josh, if, I got if you're reading this, it's also very good. Yeah. Josh, I got I had three questions, but you already answered one. Just off the top, don't overthink it. Uh, favorite Drake song, worst Drake song. Mm. 
favorite Drake song. Um, I'm just riding through the city with my head on my windows down. Uh, with Jeezy, the Leah joint. Mm, okay, I'll say that. Um, worst. What song do I hate of Drake's? Um, maybe just hold on. We're going home. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was just curious though because I didn't know you felt that as strongly about like Drake music. Like I typically only listen to the album once, and I never go back. And you know, unless there's a few songs, so that just that immediately made me think. Well, what is Josh's favorite album? Then you end up saying that nothing was the same. So. Or scratch that. So I'm like, hey, what's your favorite Drake song? And then like, what's your like least favorite Drake song? Those are like the first questions that came to mind. But I was, you know, I just didn't know that you felt that way about him. But um, yeah, I, I totally, I'm not tripping. I'm not here to take up for him or whatever. I don't get excited. I used to get excited for new Drake music, but I really wanted, I think I wanted more for Drake as an artist than he wants for himself. That's like right. I really wanted to see him like, I, you know, you, you guys are going to hear, you know, Kanye and Kendrick's name a lot on this podcast, but I love what they do, whether we ended up end up loving it in the beginning. I love the fact that they continue to reinvent themselves and give you something new every single time. I was I was thinking that Drake, especially, you know, all this like goat talk and want to be top five. Like that's a part of like that's a part of your growth. And I'm not saying there hasn't been any growth, but like after views drop and I saw that it was just literally just more Drake music. Um, and it's, a, it's actually a good album. I actually enjoyed views a lot more than I originally did. But you know, controller and 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 one dance or yeah, one dance. Those are great songs. But I I did, still didn't feel that was Drake like really experimenting, especially with like his like his cultural influences growing up in Toronto and stuff like that. Like that's a huge melting pot. I just feel like Drake just plays it very safe, and that's that's fine. Like he's not making music exclusively for me. Um, so with that being said, I stopped getting excited for new Drake music after that, and I just listen. I just take what I get. Speaking of Drake, uh, Drake has a, a line on the song Fear from uh, So Far Gone that says, I didn't cry when Pop died, but I probably will when Hove does. What rapper will you cry when they die? And also shout out to Tupac because uh, in four days, it will Tupac would have been 50 years old. That's shout a good question. To, shout um, out to Tupac Shakur, for real. Yeah, for shout real. out Pac, Pac the legend, man. The, 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 the true, like, he's in the GOAT conversation for sure, like, for multiple reasons. Um, damn, man. I mean, is, is, do I have to say the obvious? Definitely uh, Kendrick, for sure. Um, but I was trying to think of somebody outside of Kendrick because I just feel like that's I mean, like, for super, me, it's super, super easy. obvious. It's super easy. But I'll let Josh go first. Um, I honestly can't see myself crying if if they don't pass in a tragic way, like when Nipsey. Yeah, that's passed. a good point. That's a good like point. Like when Nipsey passed. Um, I want to. I, I know I at least teared up. I don't know if they fell or not, but um, but definitely that situation was sad. So you know, definitely had feelings for that. Um. I'll definitely be sad when, you know, Kendrick, Hove, Cole, um, Nas, Crit, all those artists, I'll definitely, you know, be sad, but, you know, not sure I'll actually uh, cry. Outcast. 
I was just gonna say, yeah. yeah. When I Andre, sure. I don't, I don't even care if Andre three thousand dies at the ripe old age of ninety seven with his kid with seven around him and Erica and everybody and else. Seven and seven's kids. Yeah. And seven's kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, God bless you for all that amazing music that you yeah. blessed, that you gave me. Like, I will, I will shed a tear for you, Josh. Just to piggyback off what you said, like Nipsey, I was um. I, I remember when that mug hit and I was reading on Twitter and I was like, nah, and I did the search on Twitter, you know, you put them keywords in and then you see like a official, like reputable TMZ, whoever. And they say, and I'm like, holy shit, Nipsey Hussle. Um, I definitely did. I think I was too shocked because it just like, came off guard. Like I was like, we all were enjoying victory lap. Like Nipsey was like on his way. Like he had been grinding for years, but he was like, if that didn't happen, like Nipsey was like on his way to like mainstream. Yeah, he was. In my, in my Absolute, opinion. Absolutely. Um, but with that being said, I did not tear up at all. I was just very shocked and just like it took a minute like to like process that. Same thing with like Kobe, but who I did tear up with, Mac Miller. I was going to say the I, same I thing. Like yep. the biggest Mac Miller fan. I was just, I just felt so like sad for him being that depressed and, you know, him having those things that everybody feels like will take all their problems away. And here he is still like, you know, overdosing and just addicted and just like his stuff that was going on with the prostitutes, like dude was really, really broken, really hurt. And to the point where he was just like such a young, fresh talent. And you know what messed up that what really made me tear up? I watched that freaking tiny desk. Oh my God. It's one of the best. Bro, tiny I watched desk that. The day before, it was like two days before, like earlier that week. It was a couple of days, but I didn't watch it until like after oh the news. God. Oh my It's one goodness. of the best tiny desk performances ever and the man dies like two days later it was it probably yeah. was yeah it, you're right it probably was uploaded and I'll, I'll fact check right now what we're talking but it's probably uploaded to tiny desk you know september 5th or something like that um and he passed maybe like september 8th yep yeah that um that tiny desk his performance of 2009 mm -hmm. i cannot listen to the original mm -hmm. song I That's one of the instances where the performance is way better than the original. And that, I mean, that album is pretty good anyway. I, I still, my favorite Mac Miller album still has to be the Divine Feminine, but mm. that album is really good too. Uh, swimming. Uh, it's got some cold. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to listen to Swimming tonight. Um, yeah. Shout out to Mac Miller. Shout out to G-Rock for putting me on Mac Miller. So here's the here's the, the fact check. Uh, his Tiny Desk series, or excuse me, not series, but his Tiny Desk episode was uploaded to YouTube August 8th, 2018. So about a month, and he passed. I have to fact check that too. I want to say he passed on September 8th. Hmm. And that mug got 86 million yeah. views. Yeah, it is, it is definitely the, the most watched Tiny Desk episode of all time. That I know. Um, because I made a tiny desk playlist for a friend of mine. It is the that most, I did not know. I didn't know it that. is the most watched tiny desk um session of all time, and it is listed in the top 10 best tiny desk performances of all time. Big crit is also in that conversation as well. And so here we are, just a, a, a double fact check. He actually passed September 7th, mm. 2008. So it was two days. So about a, about a month, about a oh. month from the upload, and oh. I watched the episode like maybe the eighth the day that I found out and I was just like, I, again, I, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a Mac Miller fan, but I appreciated him. He could wrap his ass off. Um, but it, it just made me so sad. It was the same with like when Robin Williams passed, like I was super sad. Yeah. 
I can't call myself a Mac fan either, but I know how y'all what y'all talking about. And it's funny, Cincinnati was kind of like so but right before Mac Miller like took off, he had did like he had did a tour in like Columbus, mm. Dayton, Cincinnati, like and then he had just did like a circuit of tours just through Ohio cities. And he might have did like Lexington or Louisville and Kentucky as well. And then after that, he was freaking out of here, man. Like, it's like, cause it was some local promoters that uh, I, I know that were, you know, putting on those shows. And then uh, his DJ was from here too, DJ Clockwork. Shout out to Clockwork. Yeah, I um, think I met Clockwork before. But yeah, like, it's like he went from doing those small shows, like, oh, who is this Mac Miller dude? Like to probably like the next month, he was a, out of here, like a star. So seeing seeing stuff like that throughout the years is, has been dope, man. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mac Miller. Um, staying on the topic of new music, Pharrell dropped a single with 21 Savage and Tyler, the creators called Cash In, Cash Out. Uh, also, the video is out now, Cash In, Cash Out. I have not listened to it. I think we will add it to uh, tonight's episode so everyone can check it out. Pharrell also, on, on, as an aside, has offered all graduates, I guess you have to prove that you graduated, but all of this year's graduates get free tickets to either his show or the Virginia Beach tour or whatever. Like I think the, the Virginia um, Beach Festival or whatever. Something in the water, his water. festival. Yeah, so, but that's it's in Virginia Beach though, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be... Is it in Virginia Beach or is it? I thought he always does it in his hometown, like in in Virginia somewhere. But I know they're going. It's going to be in DC too, and that's so. Oh, okay. Okay. So So maybe it's a DMV event then. Yeah. Um, Okay. No, that's fire though. Not not to get off the point. That's that's hard. That is hard. And Pharrell is shout out to Pharrell. Pharrell is certainly one of, in my opinion, one of the best uh, humans within hip hop culture. Um, Have y'all listened to the song? What are your thoughts? Yeah. So I listened to it. And I think it has that banger uh, potential. I, this it's probably definitely gonna get some burn in the clubs. Maybe I mean cash in, cash out. Just that title alone, I'm sure it's gonna it's gonna hit hit the strip club circuit too. But the more interesting thing for me is when I listened to Twenty One's verse, and I was listening to what he said, and then Tyler's verse. And y'all let me know, listeners, whoever out there, man, y'all let me know. It sounds like certain parts of Tyler's verse, he was responding to 21. Now, obviously, we know, you know, Tyler's not no street dude. I don't I wouldn't think that he had no beef. So I don't know if it was just like from an artistic standpoint or just like a subliminal hip hop standpoint. Or maybe I'm just reading too deep into it. But it definitely sounds like some of the things that 21 said, it sounds to me like. Tyler in in a way was kind of like subtly like responded to some of those things and it could have just been in like one, a diss type of way or just kind of like not kind of in a diss way but also too not to not to like single out 21 I think he rapped about like you know like typical uh braggadocious things that most rappers rap about so Tyler could have, they could have not heard these other verses at all. And Tyler could have just been responding to the typical stuff that most people say in their raps. Cause I think uh, 21 said like a specific line. He was like um, something like new era, no cap. Um, but then Tyler had said something. He's like, 
if you say no cap, then I probably don't trust you or something like that. And there right. was a couple of different joints that kind of lined up where it seemed like it could have been a response either to that or just rappers who say these things often throughout their verses. It was just the first thing that stuck out to me. And I only listened to the song um, like one time in its entirety. And I just added it to like an IG reel on some uh, new off-white sneakers. But I'm gonna listen to it again. Y'all let me know what y'all think. Um, Y'all might be like, yeah, G, you was you probably was reading too deep into that. And I'm clearly not reaching for anything to start nothing. Like I'm just, it was just, it was just the first observation where I was kind of like, I haven't heard it yet, but that no cap line you said is probably more of a flip of that Andre 3000 line instead mm-hmm. of like a diss to 21. Yeah, but it, it was it was multiple things. If it was just if it was just that one thing, then I wouldn't have brought it up. But I felt like yeah. it was at least a good like three possible four things that it seems like he could have been responding to. It wasn't just, that's just the first thing. That's the only joint that I could remember. Um, but it was, a, it was a few other other things too. But again, it could just be just rappers in general constantly bragging about like, you know, money they got and, you know, the shit that they willing, they willing to do if you fuck with them, all that type stuff or whatever. So I don't, I don't know. Who, what the hell do I know? I'm just an A-town dude with a Nas flow. You feel me? So I don't know. Um, I love is. that Kanye. I love, I say that so much. I love that Kanye line. Uh, new music continues with new YG Tut album. Uh, the house, the house. Shout out to the house. Uh, this album is called "In My Head." Yeah, in my head. Um, let me make double check that. Forgive me if I got it wrong. I believe it's called "In My Head." Yep. Okay. Thank you. In my head. Um. What were your impressions? I think all everybody here has heard most of the album now. Standout joints. What are your impressions about this album? What are your impressions about YG Tut, also known or formerly known as just Tut, um, from Chattanooga, Tennessee? Um, a good friend, like an actual friend, family member of Isaiah Rashad. Well, not, they're not family, literally, but like they've grown up together, like they know each other, um, have made music together. Shout out Chattanooga. What are your thoughts about New Tut and Tut in general? Um, I like Tut. Um, I love the preacher son. Um, I kind of, after the preacher son, I kind of have not liked his music as much. And I think part of that reason is him and the producer K Tovin from preacher son have stopped working together. I've even tried to like search K Tovin and see what he's been up to. It's like he's disappeared off off the internet. So I don't know what's up with that. Um, I think the last thing he worked on was like Khalid's album. Uh, I think he might even want a Grammy off of that. Um, mm. But I know he was working with TDE for a while too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He just disappeared off the face of the internet. So I think Tut and him had like this synergy that you know, the production and touch rapping was just making the perfect marriage. And I think part of the reason why Tut hasn't really came out with another solo album after Preacher Son is probably because they did stop working together and he was having trouble finding the right sound for his follow up to Preacher Son because Preacher Son was such uh, a liked project. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to see him come out with this new album. Um, I need to sit out, sit with it some more to find standouts, but 
I will say it was more of the uh, I'm not really feeling this as much as I did Preacher Son. So it's hard to like not pigeonhole artists to, you know, especially when it's their first project that you hear yeah. it. It's just like the old wine seems to always taste better. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, but Preacher Son is such a great album. I feel like Crit has had some of those those issues, too, of like yeah. getting compared to Return of Forever or getting compared to. Um, uh, uh, forever in a day, right? And that's, that's kind of like, we want to hear more of that. We want that again. We want to revive that field. And so the opportunity for him to grow sometimes is, is difficult. And of course, Nas is that classic rap artist. Is like, give us more Illmatic. And Nas is like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think I can, you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, yeah, I think Tut has run into that. You're right. I, I feel like maybe there is some Beethoven beats on this, though. Like, I feel like Polo Sweaters could be him, or there's another song towards the end that might be him. It, it kind of, or at least it reminds me of the sound that you, that I enjoyed from Preacher's Son. So, but you're totally right, though, Josh. Like, trying to recapture that feeling has been really difficult for him. He has put out singles and he's put out projects like EPs, like IOU um, has a couple of songs on there. He's put Lucy's out there, like G35 featuring Isaiah Rashad. Or That's hard. Yeah, that song is hard or Rags the Bitches is hard or Hammer Time is hard. I mean, he's got some like singles or whatever that he's put out over time that are really good. And like we keep saying it, that that compilation, the house compilation is super, super hard. There's some songs on there that are hella dope, man. So there are songs on this new Tut album that I like, but for an 18, 19 track album that still comes uh, comes under 60 minutes, like it's only 57 minutes long. So it's still short of an hour. Um, unlike this episode right now, but uh, it is, uh, there's some stuff on there that's worth it, but you kind of like, man, it don't, it don't hit all the way through like you wanted to. G-Rock? Yeah, I think that's the best way to say it, bro. It just like Josh said, and like you just said, man, since I heard Preacher's Son riding around in the backseat, DMV, Arlington, Virginia, probably to be exact, um, and just randomly came across that mug um, looking up like some Isaiah Rashad stuff. And I just remember the first time I heard that mug, I was like, how the hell did I not know this exists? Mm -hmm. Like blogs was still very much like a thing. I mean, obviously Instagram was 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 here, but you know, two dope boys, hell, Nah Right was still around, smoking mm -hmm. section. Like it was, it was still a lot of like players that was like there to like inform you on like what was going on. And um you know, not 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 to go down a hole with that. It's just like Josh said, and like y'all both said, bro. It's just his music has not hit the same since. Like you get a a moment, like I said, like you said, something with the G thirty five with Zay. I really, really, really like that one. And it's been a, a couple other ones or whatever that I can't even like say the name of them. Where I'm just like, okay, that was cool. But just that preacher song, like you could just let that more ride. Right. That shit is absolutely like, right. Like a like a southern classic. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a really good album, and um, it's, yeah. To y'all's point, bro. Ever ever since then, it's just like everything else has been kind of like it's nice to hear from you. But to Josh's point about the producer, or did you get comfortable, or or lazy, or what? It just it just don't hit the same. Yeah. I got to finish this also too, just to finish my thought. I did not finish the album. Um, I got maybe halfway through. I, no standouts for me. But again, I've only listened to it once and I was multitasking while I was listening to it. So I got to spend some more time with it too, just like Josh said. And then I'll circle back and let y'all know. But just like, you know, off the rip, like I, I just didn't, with Preacher Son, you, you didn't get like 
seven, eight songs in and you still like talking about, oh no, this ain't, I, don't, I ain't feeling this. Like, bruh, stop it. Yeah. And the fact that I got 10, 11 songs in on this and can't tell you like at least like one standout or a song that I played again. Cause even to what y'all talked about with the house, like when I heard that No Kizzy, yeah, I ran yeah. that shit back like eight Absolutely. times. You know? I, Absolutely. I ran that bitch back like eight times, like off the rip. There was no song like that so far for me on this new project. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just one thing I have to say when it comes to Tut. Reporting live from the Chattanooga streets, trying to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. Women them them lakes out in the east, pray it never sink. Keep your eyes open when you sleep, dog mm-hmm. don't even mm-hmm. blink. blink. Doing homicides at 15, they don't they even, even think. think. Cold-blooded, cold-hearted, niggas, niggas retarded. retarded. I do this for my niggas with blickers, won't be a target. I do this for my single mothers who ain't got the patience, and for the children who don't know where the fuck they daddy stay at. I ain't waiting on no handouts. Been had this planned out. I stand out like a bump on your lip. I'm a pimp. Where's that steak and shrimp? Mix that white sauce and that hot sauce all up in my shit. Hey. For y'all listening, man, if y'all don't, if if, if y'all aren't interested in oh listening God. to Preacher Son, now you have to go listen to Tut. Oh it's Y G Tut, Y G T U T, Preacher's Son. You are so very welcome. I will bill you later. Just, I mean that before the before the beat drops. Before the beat drops, he gets all that out. Your attention is fully in. It's super Southern. The niggas, his drawl is on point. It's just everything. Mix that white sauce and that hot. And you got to do this. Or you got to mix it together when you rap that verse. It's just ugh, creme de la creme of rap music. Folks, let's get into the headlines. Here it is. Another round of the headlines. If you haven't been listening to Don't Trust a Punch or if you're new to Don't Trust a Punch, uh, Headlines is a little game that I play with my friends G-Rock and Josh where I will read. These are actual real news headlines from around the world, mainly based in hip hop, but not totally. Um, and then they, they yeah, I read these headlines and then they choose which one that they want to dig a little deeper into. And we'll read the article here live and we'll discuss it. I try to choose some stuff that's a little zany and out of there. Here we go. Headlines. Headline number one, Queen Latifah recollects going to a gay club with Tupac. Queen Latifah recollects going to a gay club with Tupac. Headline number two, Future gets mail sent to Magic Magic City Strip Club in Atlanta, Georgia. Future gets mail. (laughs) sent to Magic City Strip Club. Headline number three, Machine Gun Kelly, I I can't talk right now, it's the the moonshine mules are kicking in. (laughs) Machine Gun Kelly wears a syringe filled with Megan Fox's blood. These are real headlines, folks. Rapper Machine Gun Kelly wears a syringe filled with Megan Fox's blood. And finally, Headline number four, Paul Pierce sued for massive unpaid gambling debt. Gentlemen, which headline would you like to get into? G-Rock, it's on you. What was the first one? The first one, uh, Queen Latifah recollects going to a gay club with Tupac. 
Okay. Um. Yeah, let's let's talk about um, cause I I, I can see that I, I that's not really like oh what, but um let's 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 go with uh the the future mill the Magic City. Okay. Like, Josh, bro, that's agree? yes, that's where I was going to. Okay, here it is. How random is that? <laughs> like, how you sending this man mail all, all because he said fish tailing out the parking lot? It's magic, it's magic. Ooh, bad bitches, and I got him out of magic. magic. You know, I mean, oh, nigga, that's not my house. Like, <laughs> well, gonna, I mean, you gonna send mail? Did you? Did you see for those who, for those who are from Atlanta, Georgia? If you got money like that, and you're like this premier big wig rapper, Magic City is kind of like your second home. I mean, it is probably. Probably next to KOD, one of the most famous shot out strip oh, clubs yeah, yeah, in yeah, the no United doubt. States. I, yeah, I, no, I'm not doubting that, but I'm saying, bro, like you getting mail sent to the strip club for you. And did you see the picture? No, I haven't. I, bro, I, I haven't even read the like article. His, like, I do this totally like, government and then like our, our had his stage name and then like his first name, like in parentheses, like, bro, this is for them. In case y'all don't know. First name, last name. Like <laughs> this for him. Can y'all get this to him? Seems like Future will be making a trip to the strip club for different reasons. When Maybach by 42 Doug featuring Future dropped in 2021, the 38-year-old rapper let us all in on something. In his verse, when he rapped Magic City, I'm the Owner, he was referring to one of the hottest nightclubs in Atlanta. Voted America's most important club by GQ magazine, the spot is known for its talented dancers and celebrity visitors. Future loves mentioning the business in his rhymes. He even has a song that's titled Magic City Monday. The establishment is without a doubt close to his heart. So much so that people are trying to reach him through the location. The club's official Instagram page posted a pic that had social media users cracking up. The image was of an envelope addressed to Nevadius Future Wilborn. Although they spelled his first name incorrectly because, I mean, who the hell can spell Nevadius? Uh, the, <laughs> the page captioned it, future, come pick up your mail, Mr. Owner. Mm -hmm. Following the post, several social media outlets have shared it on their platforms, bringing in thousands of likes. The I Never Liked You, the name of Future's new album, Artist, himself also caught wind of it and shared it on his IG story for his 20 million followers to see. He also commented on the post, but it has since been deleted. What do you think lies inside this mystery envelope for future? Josh, what you think? <sighs> There's some panty draws in that mug. Yeah, what is in this envelope? That's that's the question. What the hell is Ooh, in this envelope? It's a child support. Uh, <laughs> <something>. <laughs> he does have seven kids. He does have seven kids. That's oh, what that's exactly it. what it is. Him and Nick Cannon are like running <laughs> neck and neck, apparently, when it comes to just who can have the most kids. That's what happens hey. when you walk around wearing no damn drawers. <laughs> You're I, damn right. <laughs> hey. They, have, just sit, they just sit on your lap and get pregnant. And, <laughs> they shake your hand and get pregnant, apparently. Have we talked about how uh G Rock is future's doppelganger? Or I don't know who's older, but if G Rock had locks. He would be Future's doppelganger. Yes, that is true. That's I think, crazy. but don't tell him that. G Rock kind of, I think he enjoys this celebrity. No, he, no, no. G Rock actually, has actually, actually told me, he's told me, women say I look like Future. He, those words, <laughs> those disgusting words have actually come out no, of your bro, mouth. Bro, Do like, not deny it. 
I've been reading. I've been reading a book, like really working on my ego. I've been reading a book. Let me just put that out there to everybody listening. I have been reading a book, working on my ego. But with that being said, I always felt confident in how I look. I always, I never had an issue in that department. Well, we can so I, tell. Did, I, didn't need to, I didn't need to look like a celebrity to feel better about myself. Like, like that's a like that's a pickup line. Well, the, the girls say I look like future. First, I don't think I look like him. I think it's the eyes, you know what I'm saying? The nose or whatever. Um, but I have heard that before. And it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's, it's, it's a little weird to me or whatever. Um, but I, I have heard that for sure. And even Josh, Josh, I think that might be your first time you even saying that to me. Maybe you've you've thought it, but I don't I don't recall you mentioning that to me before. So I never even thought that. I didn't really think a lot of people felt like that way. It's just been like a couple people like randomly here and there, like just random people. If I'm on like TikTok or IG Live or somebody will come in and be like Future or whatever. And I was at um Chipotle up by Lenny's Mile and just like, oh, you look like Future. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, anybody ever told you you like Future? I was like. <laughs> No, can I get that double chicken over my head? Can I get that double chicken? Because he was way too excited when he said that shit. So I was like, Oh yeah, I was about to say the way you sounded it sounded like your prison, your your cellmate said that to you. Nah, hell no. Anybody tell hell you nah, you nah, like my scariest? Nah, I was at the goddamn Chipotle. Anybody ever tell you like future? <laughs> he put his hands on you. Mm-hmm. He definitely he, he was ready to he wanted to goddamn. I was like, bro, let me just get it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just get that goddamn double chicken, my boy. Goddamn. Get the hell up out of here. Yeah. But anyways, uh, what is in this envelope? Oh, man. Panty draws. Josh said a uh, 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 child support uh, invoice. <laughs> Definitely. Jury duty. Jury it's duty. Jury duty. Now, the government that's knows where you at. The government, <laughs> the government got, they got exactly. all Exactly. The government knows where you at. And they say, we know we catch this nigga at Magic City. He's and trying to know, ignore they, our calls. They know, how to spell, they know how to spell that government. That's true. They would know how to spell Novartis. Man, that's a good one. I, I don't know. I think I, I'll say, I'm going to just go with my joint. i say some panty draws and that mug. Yeah. You, uh, new real talk, I'll just new probably draws? like a, just a fan letter from just a fan, to be honest. New draws or worn draws? You gotta send warrant draws to a rapper like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna send you some yeah. new panties like ooh. And like, if no. you are a celebrity, like if you are a rapper and a woman sends you draws, do, do you smell them? No, mm, nah. You no? don't know that's you, too much. Nah, you can only do that with somebody that you like actually about to like go there with, where you feel like you feel confident going to those next steps. You can't just be smelling random underwear, my nigga. Or if 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 she throw them to you while you on stage and you and you can see what she looks like exactly like that. yeah that you still just can't be like hey a bad chick you know panties here you go smell them like no you need to be able to see if you even want to smell them panties yeah yep. yeah and even yeah. then it's, it's still a little risk it's still a little risk <laughs> it's all brother. a risk it's still it's still a little risk smelling them panty drawers nothing wrong with a little tang. Um, here we go. Uh, I guess we're at this part now. Um, white supremacy hate group tries to attack a pride, um, event. Uh, I don't, I've seen the headlines. I haven't read the headlines for this. I don't know the details. Maybe somebody else has kind of watched the news and been more abreast about this. Um, sounds about white to me. Um, it it also took place in Idaho as well. And why I say that with, with confidence, because, um, while Idaho is a beautiful state, um, what everyone tells me on this side of the country is that it's filled with, um, very mean racist yahoos. So, uh, what, what do we know? 
what do we know so far? And if not, then I can I can kind of spill a little bit of the opinions. Yes, yeah, so I was listening to um, the latest update this morning, NPR, and that's why I found out about it. They were saying that a uh, white supremacist group by the name of Patriot Patriot uh, Front, I believe, yeah, Patriot Front, um, assembled some of their members, or I guess that's what they would call themselves, like group members of the um, the hate group. Or whatever. They call themselves like a far right group or they described them on NPR as a white supremacist group. They were caught in the back of a U-Haul truck. I guess somebody uh, saw them getting in the truck and just maybe felt that that was suspicious. They were suspicious. They were wearing riot gear. And I guess somebody alerted the police and they had them like, I think at least 31 of them, like in the back of a U-Haul, they were getting ready to uh, go to a pride parade in uh, somewhere in Idaho and, you know, actually have like a riot and stuff like that but to me when i heard that mug it's just like in america it's like every single week it's some like fuck shit going on around like race and bullshit like bro like how does somebody else's sexuality like what that got to do with you why that make you feel away why you want to go interrupt these folk things like i mean I, I get i get that maybe that's not your belief but everybody don't believe how you believe and these folks not as long as they're not putting their hands on you they're not touching your children let these folks you know what I'm saying? In the land of the free, right? How right. free are we in America? It's like, we got an asterisk by that joint. Like you free, unless you gay, you free, unless you want to get an abortion, you free, unless you a Republican or a Democrat or all this other shit, unless you're white or unless you black, like it's, it's all these stipulations behind that. And I just think that's bullshit. And I heard that like very early this morning, like probably I was walking the dog. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it was like seven, seven o'clock or something like that. And I was just like, bro, are you serious? Like, is this this is this this the same America where them folks raided the Capitol? Don't ever forget that shit, y'all. Right. Don't right. ever fucking forget that shit happened. That was not like a weird nightmare or some like Black Mirror episode. Like that shit happened for real. Yep. And it's just, it's unnecessary. It's just like at the end of the day, if y'all didn't get tipped off and got locked up, and y'all successfully was able to like disrupt this parade. Like what's the end goal? Are y'all trying to send a message? I mean, cause y'all don't make people ungay or whatever their sexual preference is. So it's just like, I just want to understand like the bigger picture. Are you trying to like intimidate people and you want people to lead a country? Like what, it, what is it that the group set out to accomplish? Because I'm, I'm confused. On well, they're stirred. They're stirred by this false narrative that blacks, gays and Jews have like a secret cabal. Right. Like this almost like secret society with a, uh, an agenda that is being promulgated and uh, carried forward by the Democratic, like the extra liberal Democratic Party started by Obama in their perspective and Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden um, to take away uh, white America, to destroy white America, to destroy white man's place uh, in America. That is literally what they that's, that's That's what they That's think. literally what they believe. Okay. And, and so, this, this came from some conspiracy theory or... I mean, the QAnon part of it is, is a part of that. But I mean, even some of these talking heads like Sean Hannity or, um, you know, Bill O'Reilly, who's no longer really a thing. Um, uh, Alex, what's his name? Alex Jones. Some of these people, like, even though they're kind of like sensational journalists, like this, some of that stuff is a persona that they making up. I don't even think they fully believe all of this crazy stuff. You even think about um, Rush Limbaugh, you know, and all that stuff. These people are celebrities, but when they spout this nonsense and they say these crazy things, right? 
people who listen to that stuff religiously, they believe it. And you got to think about with the advent of the internet, it's so easy to kind of put this stuff together, almost like vigilant citizen. And people believe, like you got people who completely like are absorbed into this. They believe it. How else do you get, you know, 2000 white folks to run up on the Capitol building and climbing the walls like zombies when there's literally like a steps, there's steps right there, right? Like what causes them to lose their minds like this? They're believing a narrative. Just the way like people of faith believe their scriptures, they believe these things. Um, and they, they point to evidence of, of, hey, well, now, you know, you've got a whole pride month in this country. And now, you know, there's a whole um, you know, LGBTQ plus like every streaming network you go to, there's they have their own channel. And, you know, we've got teachers in the classroom and this is a part of history and critical race theory, which I hate that term critical race theory, because uh, our history is not a theory. The stuff that they're now trying to teach in Harvard and in classrooms has just been the knowledge that white folks have hidden from black people that people like Garvey and Malcolm X and, uh, uh, you know, Henry David Henry Clark was been trying to tell us Dick Gregory folks, you, you mean the truth. It's not a theory it's the truth but anyway don't get me on that soapbox. But they feel like these sort of things that's happening in this, this new decade this new world that we're living in is a conspiracy against white men against white America. Um, and so this group in particular, Patriot Front, actually was formed out of the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia in 2017 with the Tiki Torch white folks. So this is just one of the offspring of all of these kind of white supremacist organizations that have sprouted out, sprouted up over the past, you know, really since the Obama era, you know, and was has been galvanized because remember it was the Tea Party. You white folks love to change names. It was the Tea Party and all this other type of stuff. Then you had Trump and Trump just brought all, that was the one thing. And I believe it was divine. I believe God did it. The white folks, these crazy, racist, sick in the head, hateful people have just jumped out the closet. And now we know, we, you know, now we know them. They ain't hiding it no more. And I, to a certain extent, appreciate at least and now we get to see it. And it's on both sides, too, because there's a whole bunch of liberal white folks, you know, claiming to be, oh, well, we're just so open minded. But as soon as you, you know, you have a conversation with them and it's a situation about something they don't agree with or don't understand, they just as intolerant and willfully and woefully ignorant as any of the white folks that you and I might have grown up with on the East Coast or in the South. If you're going to call me a nigga, just say it to my face. Don't sit there and pretend and smile on my face. And then when I try to have a conversation about my history or what I believe or who I am as a person, you ain't got no time for that. Willfully and woefully ignorant. And that's, and that's not an indictment against every individual white folks, white person. I love white people. I just wish they wish, I just wish they thought we were equal. Hmm. I mean, it's just how I feel about them. I love y'all. I just wish y'all believed we were equal. I wish y'all were willing to stand together and hold each other accountable for the sake of what you you say you believe. Yeah. Now that's yeah. facts. And I think that's the biggest thing with people, uh, what's it, with people were uh, white people that come in and say that they're not racist and I have black friends and I have this, but you also have like racist ass people in your family that you don't address and you don't check them and you kind of just look the other way. And it was like, that's part of the problem. That's literally legit part of the problem that you're not like addressing that and you're not calling them out on it. You know what I'm saying? Or so. when it comes to sharing power, whether it be in church or at school or in businesses or whatever, when it comes to sharing power with black folks, you don't want to do that. You like having, you like having white people in blackface. 
So you don't mind hiring me because it's like, oh, well, you know, we want to have a black person there. But as soon as I like actually am a black man and not like some coon, now you got a problem with me and what I do. And it's the same thing in churches sometimes. I hate to say like, oh, we want black people here. But then when that means having to share power or have have music that's culturally relevant and responsible that comes from black people that will speak to the different audience, when the culture starts to shift, then sometimes leaders and the church, well, you know, we like black people here, but that doesn't mean we're going to play that type of music, right? He's not going to preach like that, is he? Like, Yeah, let's just call it what it is, Senator. Um, a lot of white people are cool are okay with being around black people until their blackness starts to make them feel uncomfortable. That's right, that's right. And I think that's one of the, um, one of the things I, and I don't wanna say I hate, but geez, it's it's close to saying that I hate. And it's been like this for a very long time because it's been like conditioning of this whole race shit and just growing up and just knowing our history and just knowing how we get treated or how we can get treated. it's like me being around certain white people, um, especially white people that I, that I don't know at all. I feel the very first thing for me is I feel an obligation. And this is, this is sad to say out loud, but I feel obligated to first and foremost, make you feel comfortable about my black ass. I'm the new, we the new black family in the neighborhood. We're not, you know, here to bring down the property value. We're not going to break in your house. We, you know what I'm saying? None of that shit. I'm not no thug. I'm not, none of all of the, you know what I'm saying? I just like, even the, the voice changing it. I just like, man, I've been, you, I mean, you know what it is. Senator, like, bro, we about to be 40. You know, well, you already, but I'm about to be 42. Like, we 40 this year. And I'm like, bro, like, on one end, it's, it's okay to be nice. But it's like, sometimes I'm being like, like white people nice. Like I'm being like extra because I'm I'm concerned. I know I need to kill whatever you may possibly be thinking. And I'm saying every single white person is thinking this, but in the mind in in, in America with a black man, you don't know. Exactly. So it's like, I gotta, I have to do way more effort to make you feel comfortable. You just get to be yourself. You just get to be John. When we first moved in this neighborhood, bro, after that, um, Ahmaud Arbery, do you know we got a letter? Supposedly, this went to everybody in the in the neighborhood that said, uh, "Some I'm not I'm not quoting it verbatim, but it says something along the lines of like, yo, if you get approached in the neighborhood and somebody asking you if you live here, don't be offended. Use it as an opportunity to get to know your neighbors.'" I said, bro, who the fuck is that for? That's right. for the few black people in this neighborhood and the few Hispanic people in the neighborhood because white people don't ask other white people, do you live you here? Live here. They exactly. don't ask that shit. Right. But that's that's my fucking point. So I got to run. And it's it. that microaggression shit too that gets on my damn nerves. And you get a lot of that when you're around lib- so-called liberal white people. Like he living here in the PNW in the Pacific Northwest. It's this liberal bastion. And you realize white people are white people everywhere you go. Over there in the South, get called nigga to your face. And there's all this, the ultra white right. We hate these people. We hate niggers, spicks, Jews, and, and gays. And you're over here, oh, we love all of y'all. But you still, it's still the same like intolerance against if you're Christian or if you're from the south or if you it's like it's intolerant on both sides and still you get these microaggressions right of people who say oh black Lives matter signs in their yard and they still do stupid shit like that yeah i ain't mean to cut you off go ahead no i mean that's that's what was real but that's pretty much all i got to say about that man i I just i hate that bro we moved to dallas and we was living in you know what what was you know considered to be a luxury apartment you know i'm saying y'all know my 
my my career. You know, I'm a blogger. I work from home, and 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 so therefore, I'm not wearing suits and clean cut shit that make you think you know the the the, the good Negro type shit. I got a fucking hoodie on, right? Like I got right now. I ain't no thug. I ain't finna rob you or nothing like that. But because of the stereotype of me being a young black dude, you getting those looks like, do you live here? When we, when I'm coming up behind you, we both got key fobs. You making sure I got my key fob. Right. And I got to kind of have my key fob out to make you feel comfortable so, so you don't feel like I'm finna do nothing. Like, oh, no, I, I I live here. Getting on the elevator, being ultra nice and shit like that, bro. We moved to Europe, and I just came back with a different mindset. Man, I was like, man, fuck all that. Like, to be honest, like, I'm still going to be nice. But I was going out of my way to try to make you feel comfortable. And I shouldn't have to. I live here just like like you. Yeah. I shouldn't have to prove that I live here. I shouldn't have to make you feel comfortable because I live here and it's not that many people that look like me that live here. And oh, he's in a hoodie. He's in sweatpants. Oh, and it's a black hoodie. And this is like, he's wearing slides and does he live here? And he's in the gym. It's like that shit, man, being in the grocery stores and shit like that. Like you don't want to put your hand in your pocket, in your own pocket because you get in your cell phone just because you don't want somebody to see what appears to be a nigga in the store stealing. Like, we've been that fucking conditioned to that type of shit where we have to be mindful to that degree. Right. They don't even realize And that. we have to train our kids like, to Talk about that. privilege. Like, you don't even realize, like, you, the shit that we talking about right now is just like, you would be appalled to be like, oh, you, you have to do that? Yeah, we, we don't have to, but we do do it because, like you said, we have been conditioned like this since children, bro. Mm. And all I'm saying is I'm, 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 I'm just tired, bro. Like, I'll be walking a dog around here and I'll speak to folks, man, but I'm like, I'm not going out my way. I'd be on the trail. And I used to, it used to be like a thing where you just had to speak. And I'm just like, bro, this is not like an obligation. I don't have to speak. I will speak and be nice. But it's, it was all because I felt like I had to make you feel comfortable with my blackness and my black presence. And that's, that's, that's some, some bullshit. bullshit. Josh? Um, I think y'all, you, both of you are, um, worded things greatly i'm just tired of all of this um racist um violent shit that's all running together and it's all just we're all just getting more and more used to it and i feel like it's it's um yeah it's getting to a spot where the shit is becoming normalized and i just don't like it man Right. And like you all were saying, too, it's going to take the white people that if you say you're an ally, speak up against that shit that your family is saying, that your friends are saying, like, don't don't let that shit slide. Right. That's what it's going to have to come to. And educate yourself, educate yourself so that it's not every black person's obligation to educate you. You know, it's not my obligation because I'm the only black teacher at my school to have to be in charge of black history month. Hmm. Like, it's just like black history is our history. It's our history as Americans. You know what I'm saying? If you, just cause you're the science teacher and I'm the history teacher, doesn't mean it's my obligation to teach black history. There are a slew of black scientists that are currently doing great innovations in science and that have been throughout history. You need to do your research. Just because I don't teach math doesn't mean that you can't teach black history or about black mathematicians or, or you know, people who are doing black science. Like, this is all in inventors. This is all of this opportunity to just be inclusive of that. Um, 
And so it just means you have to do that work yourself. Same thing in ministry. Like you say you want black people at your church. Well, you can't just wait for black people to come. If you want to do that, why don't you go to the black church on the other side of the tracks and just ask the pastor out for lunch and just say, hey, man, we're not here to steal members. We're not here to take anything from you. How can we serve you? We got a multi-site mega church and we a white church where families here own their own homes. They've got businesses. They got buku money. We see that y'all here trying to still do the thermometer fundraisers and sell fish fries so you can get your building. How can we bless y'all? Why don't we do a pulpit swap? We'll send our uh, a praise team over there to worship at your church. You send your choir over here so we can build these bridges. It ain't rocket science. It's rock and roll, my nigga. Hmm. It's not simple, but it's obvious. You know, but it'd be a, it'd be a whole lot of bumping gums, bro. A whole lot of flim flam, and that shit be old to me, dog. It's just, it's just super super old. If I hear another white preacher or white pastor tell me, "Well, we just want it to happen organically," nigga, what that mean? Anything that grows from the dirt requires sunshine. It requires watering. It requires tilling the soil, nigga. That requires effort, intentionality. Mm-hmm. Don't nothing happen by accident. You talking about having to overcome centuries upon centuries of systemic racism and divisions is that we're still just like Dr. King said, the most segregated time in America is Sunday morning. It's not simple, but it's obvious. And so it's just, you know, I just think those sort of things, you know, just just if you say that's like Josh said, if you say you are ally, here's just some very simple things you can do to um, to bridge the gap to work with, you know, to work with others. And then as you do that more and more, that ignorance starts to drain and then you can have more confidence as an ally. And so white people then will stand up against junk like this. Somebody tip these folks off. And that I will, you know, salute that because somebody pressed the button on them and said, hey, it's interesting. There's a podcast, I forget what it's called, but it's basically, it's about the the Capitol uh, insurrection, right? The, The January 6th joint. And it starts off, the first episode is like a teenage boy talking about how he had to turn his dad into the feds. And he knew his dad was like on the internet following these crazy, you know, chat groups and all this other type of stuff. And he was like, my dad's just being really cryptic. Like, he's just saying, like, we're going to go to D.C. And we keep, me and my mom keep asking him why and what's he going to do? And he's just really cryptic. He's just saying, oh, after that, everything going to change and stuff going to be different. We're like, what? And he he remember turning his dad and he, he snitched, you know, snitched or whatever, pressed the button on his dad, which is probably one of the things that happened here with this Patriot Front move in Idaho, in Coeur d'Alene, by the way. So it's just. I mean, it's just, there is this change. And the thing that they really hate is that you got my my black ass in the classroom teaching your kids. Surprise, nigga. Surprise, bitch. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But that's that's the reality. They hate that. Because I'm a hell of a teacher. And I love your kids. And so when they encounter me, all that BS that you and your evil grandfather and everybody else done tried to impart in your child, that stuff just gets drained away. Now your kid want to listen to Nardo Wick. Hmm. Right? Now your kid's hero is LeBron James. You can't, you can't stop this. You cannot stop it. Stop trying to stop it. It's 400 years in the make. This is God-given. What Booby Miles say, this is God-given. All I got to do is show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm done. Man. That was my sermon for, for the Hey, time. bro, I, I, I don't know if y'all realize, or the listeners, but don't trust the punches. only getting better. Oh, my God. My God. 
This is free. This episode is free. Free on Spotify and all other podcasting uh, platforms. You can do it. You can listen to it. Ear holes being blessed all around the globe. Let's land the plane here, gentlemen. Uh, Let's talk about new TV shows and then we'll do Fishbowl of Fun. What are you guys currently watching? What are you enjoying? I know, G-Rock, you got to catch up on some stuff. You need to add that to your son. That's why you saw my face. I'm like, shoot, still, still trying to finish Ozark. Still got to finish Snowfall. Was able to finish Atlanta. The uh, boys. I thought we finished the previous season. A new season just came out. Right. We didn't even finish the other season. We just, we just all kinds of behind. You know what I'm saying? Like, not, not that it's super new at this point because we are completely, completely missed. But like insecure, bro. We got like I don't know, at least maybe like two, three seasons. We got to catch up. We just behind. Yeah, y'all are behind. Yeah, you got we, we behind. Hey, you got a lot to watch, G Rock. Yeah, um, I just stopped talking to G Rock about television because Stranger, Stranger Things, a new season, had hadn't even started. I know that they're all married with children now, and the- <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even watched it. So, I mean, I don't think I watch a lot of TV, but I I finished Atlanta, I finished Insecure, I finished Snowfall. Um, right now. I'm watching P Valley. That's what I'm watching right now. Mm-hmm. So that's pre- oh, and then I, when the shy comes on, I'll watch that as well. I think that Never comes watched on. the shy. Heard about it? Yeah, the shy. The first, I want to say, I think two seasons fire. Then you know they had to make some casting changes, so things change. But I want to watch the shy. I'm gonna see. I might have to like do a. I don't know, do an internet search to watch it another way because I don't have Showtime. But The Shy, definitely. I've heard about P-Valley. Um, I don't think that I'll be able to watch it and be okay with watching that. But um, but I definitely will watch The Shy. Um, this new season of Stranger Things is actually really good. I may be like two or three episodes away from the end. Um, but season three, I felt like, you know, is not my favorite. Season two, I think, is the best. And so, but when you get to season four, they restore the feeling. And because now both the actors and the audience, because those people, because I remember when Stranger Things first happened, like middle school kids and high school, they they loved that show. Like they love, they're huge radical fans of it. And so as those kids and those their audience has gotten older, like now the show can mature and the subject mm-hmm. and the stuff that they go through matures too, which is, I, I like how they've done it. The show has grown up with its audience, right? Nice. And so, uh-huh. And so this season is cool because it's a little bit scarier. It's a little bit bloodier, right? Because now the audience is 17, 18 years old, so they can handle a little bit more. So mm-hmm. Stranger Things season four for show. Sure. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched season one of that damn Michael Che on HBO, but it's hilarious. And season two, hilarious. There's only like six episodes in each. Man, please watch that mug. Okay. Hilarious. And then, yeah, G-Rock, The Boys, season three. I'm probably going to start watching that. Maybe I'll watch an episode tonight and tomorrow now that my summer has officially started. But, um, yeah, get on that. I still need to – I'm, I'm behind, too. I just finished Ozark a couple of weeks ago. Let me know when you finish Ozark so we can talk about the ending. Uh, I need do, to wa- and, and I was about saying, I saw that uh, Squid Game got confirmed for season yep, two. Yeah, season two. I don't know what that's going to be like. That's that's a big question mark to me. Crazy. I need to watch, I need to watch Atlanta – um, and I need to watch uh, Snowfall. Okay, so we 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 got some we got something in common. We do, we do. Y'all ready for it? Yes. 
Baseball of fun. It's already been a trivia night. Let go. Let me go. Let's do it. Dun, 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 dun. Benz or Beamer? It's nice. A little lackluster trivia. Because we don't want a Benz or Beamer. Josh, you ever heard that outcast song, Benz or Beamer? Come on, G Rock, don't play me. Yeah, I'm, I'm just making sure. I'm <laughs> only reason, like that. Only reason, like I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I promise you, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. One only reason I asked that is because it was not a, um, like a mainstream nationwide like Outcast song. It was on the New Jersey Drive soundtrack. That's right. And I feel like a lot of people who know Outcast have never heard that song. Like y'all, I, but we've we are from Atlanta, so. We were like, they really, kept bouncing hard as hell in that video. Uh, they were hitting <laughs> us outcast. They was playing that stuff on the radio. So definitely don't mean to be disrespectful at all. When I asked that, I was just curious because hearing the question, Ben's Beamer immediately makes me think about that song. Of course. And if you hadn't heard, I was about to say, let that be the first thing you do after we end this episode. But shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I do think that a lot of people don't know that song exists. So answer the question, Ben's a Beamer. Ben's a Beamer. Uh... I'm gonna go Beamer. I'm gonna go with the Beamer for sure. Just uh, and I won't say for sure because I think old me would have said the Benz, but I think I I look more at Beamers. I've had more experience. I got to I got to visit the um, BMW Museum in Munich, Germany, and got to do like a test drive, and it was like just a really really cool experience. And and I would buy a BMW before I would buy a Benz, so. Beamer for me. Um, I'm gonna go Benz. I'm not really a car guy or nothing, but I'm I've been in more Benzes than Beamers, so let me go Benz. It's hard, man. I mean, because I That's feel like <clears throat> sorry, sorry. <laughs> because a Benz is like I feel like I'm more of a like a classy sedan dude. Like I don't, I'm not necessarily trying to go fast and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't really get like a classier to me sedan than you can like a 600 bands or something like that like that's just kind of like the epitome of that but you're right g-rock like i think beamers are sexier like to look at their design model um and some of their even like some of their new suvs really really look good so i probably would say beamer now but you're right there was a time when i would have when i would be like heck yeah what, what's harder than a 600 bands my nigga mm-hmm. And just even in like hip hop, like I feel like the Mercedes emblem, the logo was just like pretty like right. iconic. You saw it like rappers was even like had chains that was, you know, it just kind of was like the Nike at one point where it's just like you didn't even know why you liked it. Some people, you know, what I'm saying if you didn't have like a personal connection to it, you just were told through marketing that you need a Benz over a BMW. But, you know, as I've gotten older. Is the, the the BMW, my boy, and not no disrespect to Benz. I'll, I'll drive a Benz. I'll just. If I had to pick, you know, so I'm gonna go with the BMW over the over the Benz. Word. But uh big body Benz, remember I used to be dusty. Y'all know that? I don't know. Show that y'all don't be on TikTok. I don't. I don't. What is that? <laughs> so what's the name of that? So I here's how here's how old I've become. So apparently there's this person called Nardo Wick, and he's a rapper. Mm-hmm. And he's got like 
He's from okay. Jacksonville. Shout out to Jacksonville. And he's got this song where I don't know if this is the chorus or if it's just like an ad lib was like, what the fuck is that? Like, and I've heard like this little like sample in different like YouTube videos and things. I think Cat William has it like in his stand up. Tell me about this song and this phenomenon and then we're going to go home. What 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 is are y'all familiar with this song? No, I'm not familiar with the song, but the okay. thing is with um, like specifically TikTok people, it's all about trending sounds, right? You know, people have a lot of fun. So you could take like um, a snippet or a part from a song that you wanted to create like a piece of content or a joke around. And if it does well, then it becomes a thing where everybody else does their take on it and stuff. Right. Like that. I don't even know the song. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what song that is because I I'm only familiar with him because I pay attention. He had the, the really big record called uh, Who Won't Smoke or Who Won't Smoke With Us or something like that and did a remix with 21G Herbo and one more person on there, I think. But um, Lil Dirk? Yeah, I think Dirk. Dirk. Gosh, I don't know. I think, I think Dirk, uh, G Herbo and, and, and 21. But that's the only reason I know him, you know, just because I pay attention, but I don't know that song. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know the song. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, man. that's it. Yeah, that's definitely it, man. For sure. This was this. Yeah, this. I'm feeling really good, bro. I mean, I never really say that like while we, you know, are recording, but I just want the people listening to know like this. I'm not even asking. I'm telling y'all, this is a good ass episode. And we're only getting better. I agree. <laughs> we're only getting better. So that, that lets you know we're getting ready to get to that cheddar. That mozzarella, that grew, yeah, that gouda, mm-hmm. that Monterey, smoke mm-hmm. gouda, smoke gouda. You feel me, Mark? Man, well, if y'all can't tell what I'm talking about, I'm talking about cheese. We're getting ready to get to the money. I'm ready for it too. Let it come. I thought we were talking about some money. Josh, any closing words for the people? Um, nah, good episode. See y'all next week. Looking forward to it. Take care, folks. We'll see y'all next week. Yeah, bish.